You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to Series 8, Episode 30 of the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Uh, Two joins on again and welcome back. Chris. Hello. Did you enjoy uh, your little right. break? What's that? Did you enjoy your little break? I did, I was just back on the day. So. Um, hopefully this will last too long because I'm going to fall asleep. <laughs> well, no uh, pressure on you, but the last two weeks have been let's under get the, Let's get us excited about listening. Uh, you're going to fall asleep. I think folk were probably falling asleep last week when we were talking about Scotland. So I were doing Melly's only. Do you know how bad that was? I only finished listening to that this morning. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't listen to it in bits and pieces. It's just, it's brutal. Oh, it's bad. I, like, I, I was reading statistics that said that was literally the worst result we've ever had. No, I know the podcast, the podcast is stuff. Yeah, well, let's not go down that road. Um, there was talk that Poswell at McLeish was going to be sacked before now, but um, he's still in a job. Whether he'll still be in a job this time next week is another question. Um, but oh, the, the SFA were distancing themselves from those reports. Yeah. The Daily just, Record were really adamant about it. That it was going to I, they, they, even uh, like later on the night, like Chris McLaughlin was saying, I'm hearing this and I'm hearing that. It's just, uh, just they should all go. I don't. McLeish is just a symptom of the bigger problem at the SFA. It's just jobs for the boys. You should never have got a job in the first place. The presidency is going to pass on to Rod Petrie next, uncontested. So that should tell you everything you need to know about how the SFA works. They all need to go. The lot of them. Correct. I stuck at a protest in a Scotland home game. How would we know? Well, outside the ground. Talk was outside the ground. Yeah. Well, one one of my mates says um, we'll maybe get thirty thousand because it's a a Saturday night. I personally think it'll be less than half full um, because there's that much apathy, unless there is some form of change. And I think that's why Ian reading in between lines, Ian Maxwell, who remember wasn't there when they appointed McLeish. Um, So he's the one that's driving this. Get him out, but. McCray and Petrie's, well, McCray being his best pal since 1888, which was 100 years before the testimonial <laughs> McLeish had, um, and Rod Petrie both want McLeish to stay, so it's convincing them and the other members, it's just the farce, but yeah, let's move on quickly before we bore ourselves after just two minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, fri- football action started on Friday. Um, oh, no, no, we- no, 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 Wednesday well, night. We can't skip over the Wednesday game because Johnson beat St Murray 1-0. I was St. Murray gonna... had, had the chance to get off yeah. the bottom. Yeah. Even had a penalty. Which, um... Oh, the, the penalty is <laughs> awful. I was going to link that with the weekend action, yeah. but uh, we might as well start with that since you brought it up. So yeah, St Murray but... at 0-0 after seven minutes with a chance to give themselves a perfect start and possibly get themselves off the bottom, as you say. Simeon D- Jackson decides to try and be clever and try a Penenka. The problem was he completely screwed up. It barely even got off the ground. Um, it's terrible. <laughs> and, it's like I try a Kipanenka. That's what it was like. Yeah. <laughs> it almost trickled towards Xander Clark's legs. And um, yeah, Owen Carey hammered him um, post-match. And I think he dropped him at the weekend as well. 
and that worked out quite well for them. Yeah. I just try to make it exciting, St Mirren. <laughs> Possibly. Um, That's all it is. It's just a giant, like, make my bet come right. I should have bet on it when I said they would stay up. Yeah. Yeah, well, see, if St Mirren get relegated by like, a point at the end of the season, Simon Jackson is getting chipped into the white cart. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'll see him in Paisley again if um, St Mirren get down by one point. Um, but it's it's incredible, John, that you've been saying St Mirren would stay up. Chris and I both said that with Jim McIntyre, Dundee would be fine. Well, it's you're proving out to be um, the winner at the moment, um, although there's obviously still seven games left, but um, it's looking good for St Mirren after that result and coming from behind to win. Um, yeah, they're Dundee are now six, 60 feet in a row, is it? Uh, I believe so, aye. Um, it was a t- terrific start for them as well, because it was the first minute or something that goal won for yeah. Dundee. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like they could pay back fairly quickly after that, and then someone obviously got a win on. But <sighs> that's the games you need to be winning. And as you rightly say, we've been saying that it was more likely that Dundee were going to want to stay up and... John has been the lone voice back in St Martin. I think I'm switching. I'm, I'm, from the, the way the two teams are going at the moment, St Martin are the teams with, they're the team with form, they're the team with the goals, they're the team that are at least keeping the ball at the net at the other end. Um, so to me, if, if it's going to be one of the two, it's going to be Dundee that's going down there. Mm-hmm. Well, they've got the better goal difference of the, the three teams down there because they're minus 35, Dundee's minus 39, and Hamilton, them. Their goal difference got worsened because they're now minus 46 after a, a pumping by um, Kilmarnock. Uh, Aldo was hoping to come on. Funny that um, after Kilmarnock got above Aberdeen, um, he wanted to come back on, but he couldn't <laughs> make it. Um, but no, they were pretty ruthless. Um, started off with a goal after five minutes from Greg Taylor, lovely finish, and then second half. There was a couple of good goals in that. Um, I noticed how sports scene um, focusing Chris Boyd's non um, contribution with a couple of missed touches <laughs> <laughs> um, rather than the actual calls. Um, I boy do this, boy do that, but um, he was causing problems. But Rory McKenzie looks as though he was a better player, and um, you know, Aldo mentioned that at the weekend that he played well. Um, but he, the only thing he was missing from his game was a goal. But yeah, Commander pretty ruthless, and Hamilton pretty awful. Yeah, the, the radio was suggesting that um, Malumbu had a great game as well. So um, there was just it was uh, there was some really nice goals in this game actually. The enjoy one at the end, a belter. Yeah. Aye, that's that's the goal of the game, I doubt. Uh, Taylor took his. What's a good pass by Malumbu? I didn't realise that was only Malumbu's second goal for Kilmarnock over his two as well. Wales. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's a fullback, but Malumbu. Yeah. But yeah, I thought Malumbu had scored a couple more goals than the one he got against Celtic last season, but no. obviously not. Literally <laughs> just that goal, that's his second one. And, um, on Saturday. Now. But I mean, it's, uh, it's a terrific result for Kilmarnock. Um, they've, they've been a bit shaky. They've kind of fallen away in the last couple of months since the January transfer window. But um, if they can now kick on from that, uh, they're going to be a a good shout for pushing for the, the possible second spot um, because we'll come on to the problems that Rangers are going to have in the next few games um, later on 
But um, if Kilmarnock can continue their good form, they've usually got a decent record against the teams around them, which makes a big difference. Um, again, that's a problem the Rangers struggle with. They, they, they fail to take the points off the teams around them, so when it comes to the top six, they might struggle to pick up points. Um, uh, Kelly don't have a good record against Hibs, though, and they go to Easter Road on Wednesday. Yes. Aye, that's, that's Hibs are the form team in the league. And second bottom took over. Yeah. Um, and like, again, wait, um, have they... They're unbeaten under um, second bottom in the league. Yep. If I remember yep, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the only only game they've actually lost under him was the, the cup game at Celtic. Yeah, the last six games they've won five and drawn with Rangers. So yeah, they're along with Celtic the form team in the league right now. And you know, having been eighth, they're now sixth and pushing close closer towards Aberdeen and, and Hearts with um, the result. They were above um, Hearts for twenty four hours before um, unfortunate events at Ten Castle, but. Yeah, they, they dug deep because not that many teams have won at Livingston this season, but they got the um, the two goals um, either side of a good chance for Scott Robinson. But um, yeah, I mean, they're showing a different side to the game, but Stephen Mallon nicely taking goal, um, 11 goals from midfield for the season. It's a pretty good return. Yeah, he was always a, a decent signing for them, Hibs, so that's, uh, I'm not surprised he's, he's one of the top goal scorers again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, we might as well move staying um, low then for um, to cover the Hearts Aberdeen game. Um, there's not a lot that can be said. Aberdeen, for what's on the highlights, dominated most of the first half, got themselves in front, but then second half they just fell into their shell. Um, I think it was a definite penalty. Um, I think we were a wee bit fortunate not to concede a second penalty, to be honest, because it shows from the still that Jolos did stamp on, uh, put his foot on uh, Piazza's foot. Um, but then, I, I think I think you're right, but I'm going to give the referee the benefit of the doubt because it's difficult to see that. Yeah, yeah, he's, he could help, he could um, be looking to his linesman for assistance, but we've established a lot that linesmen don't really do very much, and then the ones behind the goal when they're involved in European games, well, they do even less. But um, but yeah, it's. It's not a blatantly obvious one for the referee to spot, um, but then comedy defending for the two goals. Yeah, I was going to say um, the Just second goal goals. especially. Um, you know, both considering McKenna making absolute balls of the um, <laughs> of of a long ball, and then the Piazza finishes very well. I thought we were going to get an F bomb from you there. <laughs> no, I'm being good, John. Still. <laughs> Uh, Greg Stewart again I don't know it just hasn't worked out at all no. if he's going to Rangers then more fool them don't understand I, I seem to talk about something saying about the reason why he did so well at Kamarnik and Dundee is because potentially don't have as much possession so he gets a bit more time and space on the ball whereas his plan was he doesn't maybe doesn't get as much time in the ball but I just think decision making and everything for Aberdeen just doesn't work um, Stephen Bay doesn't even go off the bench at the weekend for whatever reason. I think Devlin comes on as a. Devlin from McKinnon. I mean, what's that all about? Just yeah. Madness when McLennan looks like being one of our better players in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, a few Shocking. questionable decisions. And a, a, hard, a hard loss to take is. I still don't think Hearts are that great a team. Um, I do. Um, but then maybe that says we're not that great a team as well. Or there's no much between second and sixth place. Yeah, I think that's maybe more accurate. I think it's that we're all talking about how competitive it's been in the league this season. But when you look at it, 
Celtic have kind of fallen back a bit, I think, in terms of quality. And the teams chasing them seem to have done likewise in some ways. Um, so it certainly seems a bit closer, but I don't think there's much in the way of, of decent quality. And like last season, we had like um, Aberdeen Rangers and Hibs were all really close for that second spot, even up to the last day of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there was decent quality in those three teams, and Celtic just had the better quality to get them ahead of that lot. Whereas this season, it seems like there's, they're, they're a lot closer, but there seems to be just a, a bit less quality than there was before, which is odd because actually like, the likes of Rangers certainly did a lot better in Europe this season mm-hmm. um, than, than a lot of people had expected. Celtic, again, not quite as good in Europe as it had been the previous couple of seasons, but still managed to get through to the, the last 32 of the, the Europa League. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 I do think there's been a drop in quality in the, the, the football this season, but it's, it's been across the board, so it's still kept everything competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's fair comment. I mean, we look back at, um, at, you know, getting into January, Aberdeen were just three points off Celtic at the top. Now it's 21 with seven to play. Um, so, um, can be overturn a 21-point deficit and a um, four, 41 of a goal difference in seven games. No chance. <laughs> so, that's frustrating from that point of view. I mean, I always thought Celtic would win the league. Um, I know it's not mathematically done yet, but it's looking like it's going to happen very soon. But <laughs> wait the next week. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. how much we've dropped back twenty-one points. Whereas last season we were only nine behind at the at the final standings, which is real disappointing. It just shows that we've regressed a little bit in the league, and we're just hoping now that the cup brings us that bit of joy. Aye, because there's potential that it could regress further in the league. Mm-hmm. In terms of Hibs, only been four points off us now. Yeah, I'm worried about that. Yeah. And yeah, the next I'll take a cup. If we win the cup, I don't care if we finish sixth in the league. That might seem a bit of a bad attitude to take, but um, I'd imagine quite a few fans would think the same if we win the Scottish yeah. Cup. I think um, you would almost yeah. be forgiven in the league. Yeah, I think some Aberdeen fans are willing to give McInnes that leeway. If we if we win the cup, then it will make up for a poor league season. Um, but if we don't win the cup, then there's absolutely no doubt that we've regressed this season. And some people are obviously saying McInnes should go. Um, but I obviously tweeted something earlier this afternoon, you know, saying about Aberdeen Aberdeen fans because it's getting on my it's getting them in the, all these Aberdeen fans who come out after a game and say happy clappers and uh, you know where's the moaners today whenever we went just be on the one side you don't need to agree on things but just just be on the one side we're all supposed to be supporting the same team but um, some people choose to troll their own get a grip and you get that with all teams unfortunately online what's that? and you get that with all teams online unfortunately yeah, I notice it more with one club. Um, and I... Yeah, everybody seems to take a polar opposite. You're either brilliant or rotten. Uh-huh. Um, it's funny, it used to be something that got levelled at the, the English media when it came to England's performances at World Cups. They were either brilliant or rotten, but actually it seems to be just human nature. Because you watch what happens in social media and it's exactly the same thing. People just get to the polar opposites very quickly. Um, I think it's a it's something of an echo chamber, so you tend to follow like-minded people so you all back each other up so you just tend to push it out to the edges and then you're like, like you go on fishing trips as well yes you, you get people like Aldo yes mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I see Hearts have made a signing for next season um, good signing as well another defender um, Craig Alcott now will that mean that Bear is possibly um, going towards retirement or Suter's going to be going or just because as Aldo points out they're going to play with a 5 5 for next season <laughs> well, Sean is his only on loan, isn't he? 
Yeah. I and think he's playing at left back. Is What's that? Is he not playing at left back, Sean? Is he? As well? No, he's been playing, I think they've been playing three at the back at times, so Sean is going to be a centre back. Dick has been kind of hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would think it's maybe, maybe Levine's getting tangent of playing three at the back more regularly in that season. Mm-hmm. And then Halkett, Suter, and McBearers are pretty kind of solid um, mm-hmm. defensive three. Plus, Bearers may be getting on a wee bit. I think at times yeah. this season he's not looked as, uh, as good as he has in the past. So. Yeah. A Levine type of player as well, because he obviously had goals from set pieces as well, which he's done very well at Levine's in this season. So I think it'd be a good sign in Fire Yeah. Yeah, it should be. Especially in the free. Yeah. And um, to round off Saturday's Premiership action, we had um, Motherwell keeping alive their slim hopes of uh, the top six by beating St Johnson to end theirs. Um, so they're just five points behind. They're five points behind Hibs with two to play, but they've also got ourselves and Rangers. So if they could get in the top six, yeah. that'd be some achievement. <laughs> I th- it's it's ended up being just too much to ask for Motherwell. I think a few weeks ago. We were saying that Motherwell were in a great shout, but Hibs turning around the form under Hacking Bottoms have been the difference. Yeah. Um, and it will, it will be them that make it the, the, the top six. I'd be very surprised if it's anything else. Um, but full credit to Motherwell, they've, they've certainly rallied from a team I thought were going to be sitting ninth for the rest of the season. Um, okay, they've only moved up two places since then, but they're now. I would. You, you wouldn't bet against them finishing top of the, the bottom six now. Um, assuming it does finish with them in the bottom half. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a, a kind of a case of too little, too late for Motherwell in the end. But I think it would be a bit harsh to just hit them with that because, like I say, they, they have they've been terrific since the start of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Overall, I think Motherwell fans will be pleased with our season, especially with the introduction of the youth. Yeah. Just turned but another goal at the weekend, nine goals from midfield. I think uh, the, the key for, the key for Motherwell then is going to be able to keep hold of them because if you can keep hold of them and hit the ground running next season, then Top six should be definitely um, the first name, if not challenge up there for the, the European places. Well, Hasty's still not signed his new contract, and there's um, yeah, but um, what's going to happen with the other midfielders? Someone was like with um, with Blackburn um, as well. Can't remember who it is. I need to check the BBC website, but um, John Bogues certainly won't be short of offers. I know he signed a new contract yeah. recently, but that just protects Motherwell in terms of the asset. It's getting more for him. It's Gordon that's been linked with a move to Blackburn. Um, but not, not uh, Campbell or um, Turnbull. But yeah, you're right. I think Turnbull will probably win that's caught. Um, that attracts attention. So yeah, I think um, the top half of the bottom six... It's a horrible way for it. Um, the, the seventh, eighth, and ninth are pretty much their season is going to finish at the end of next week because well, Livingston are twenty points clear of Dundee. They're not going to be in the relegation battle. No. Um, they're not even going to be in the playoff battle because we're only two points ahead of that. So Mullins and Johnson Livingston, thanks for playing. <laughs> They'll coast their way to the end of the season after us. Yeah. Um, Hamilton will continue to look over their shoulders. Um, whether that, whether the fact that half that bottom six is going to be nothing much to play for, how that's going to affect the relegation stand, I don't know. Um, but you might find Hamilton and Dundee and I'll pick that points off the rest. Yeah, probably. As, as they desperately try to cling on. Yeah. Um, but I'm uh, almost a point worse off as well because of a goal difference. Aye, that's it. Well, they're not. Uh, if Dundee get thumped, 
which is always possible. If St. Mirren get really thumped, um, less possible because it's like 11 of a difference, then there is still a chance that, that uh, the goal difference could get overhauled. But uh, the, the th- I mean, you can even that those stat statistics is is even quite <laughs> startling because you've got Livingston, they've got a goal difference of zero. Um, and then you've started getting Hamilton minus 46, St. Mirren minus 35, Dundee minus 39. Um, St. Johnson's is the next worst in the league, actually, with minus 12. Yeah. So there's a big gap there. So the, the bottom three are definitely the right bottom three because they're the ones conceding goals. Hamilton's last three games that they've lost, they've conceded 13 goals. Jeez, so. Yeah. But yeah, they pull a rabbit the the hat when they play Aberdeen and, and Hearts in the respective ones they had then and they'll be yeah. hoping they can do that Livingston this week that's a game that they could potentially think well Livingston don't have a lot to play for let's go get the three points and then depending on how results go with we'll, we'll St Murs also get Celtic so that'd be seven clear of them um, with um, obviously six games to play um, yeah, I Hamilton are looking like a team that could probably get thumped quite a bit, but they might also pack up those valid, those vital wins that are going to keep them in the league again. Yeah. Um, whereas Samara looking like they might just pack up enough points mm-hmm. to probably stave off the automatic relegation. That's I think the question might be can Samara pack up enough points to that Hamilton don't and overhaul those as as four points at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think for Samara they'll be hoping they can get. Um, if they get enough Celtic it's a bonus like they did earlier on the season but realistically they'll be looking at what's happened at, um, at McDermott Park and, and the Tony Macaroni to, and hope that results go their way that week and then they've got there's a big game at the weekend it's Hamilton against St Mirren at um, whatever Hamilton Stadium's called these days um, Smoke a joint I think somebody with cannabis oil from what I remember <laughs> Smoke a joint stadium <laughs> Yeah. And to complete the Premiership action, um, not much of a game at the weekend, was there? Sunday? No, it, it was quite a fair Glasgow. Aye, it, it was a game that's pretty much made um, the battle for second place. Listen, because certainly the battle for first is no longer interesting whatsoever. Um, <laughs> I'm declaring league is done. Thirteen points clear, Celtic with what twenty one to play for. Yeah. Um, and technically, you can at the opening day of the season. A lot of people would say that. I don't think so. I mean, like I say, I think the some of the, the standard has been quite disappointing at times. Um, for the longest time, I mean, even at the turn of the year, certain Rangers were joint in points. Uh, but that just shows you how different the 2019 has been for Celtic and Rangers this season. The second half of the season, sorry. Yeah. Um, because what was, okay, it was level on points, but Celtic had a game in hand. So Celtic won that game in hand. Rangers have dropped 10 points more than Celtic have since the turn of the year then, which is massive uh, and it's it's finished the league to be honest mm-hmm. um, because I mean, wait, you've got Rangers six points clear of Kilmarnock at the moment and then actually it's quite interesting because Kilmarnock are then six points clear of Habs so, <laughs> so Kilmarnock will have the aim to finish second now but they'll also be looking over their shoulder at the teams behind them um, so that part of the league's going to be quite interesting in the as we come to the spot and then into the spot itself but uh, it wouldn't surprise me in the least if Celtic win the title this weekend coming um, because Celtic's remaining two games before the league uh, splits is St Mirren away and Livingston at home um, so if they win both of them then they only need another what three points or something 
to win the title. Mm-hmm. And that's those three points can be dropped by Rangers. Mm-hmm. And Rangers, two games uh, for the, the rest of this week are at home at Hearts, and Hearts are picking up points here and everywhere, and then away to Motherwell. And Motherwell in form. Mm-hmm. So, it wouldn't surprise me if Celtic win both their games. Rangers beat Hearts, but then lose to Motherwell, and Celtic win the league in the house on Sunday. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either if it's done this weekend. Um, but um, the SPFL have also got the fixtures to sort out for um, the post-split fixtures but, and went to schedule the Old Firm game. Um, I personally, I think... Yeah, well, that'd be good. But I personally think they'll make it game three after the split because it's more likely Celtic will clinch it. If it's not clinched by next weekend, one of the first two. Yeah, well, bear in mind they tried to get away with this one last season. They made a mess of it. And they made they a mess of it because Celtic versus Hibs. Hibs had yes. the best record out of the, the teams exactly. in the top six. So Hibs took three points off Celtic and then Celtic played Rangers to win the league by beating them 5-0. <laughs> yeah. A lot depends on when the fixtures fall. Like they don't want it in the bank holiday weekend. That was another reason why they avoided game three but made it game two. And yeah, that blew up in their face. But I think... It, it, it will not even come to the the third old firm game I or fourth old firm game I but you know, back to the weekend one. Um, obviously Celtic seem to you can talk us through it, Chris. You watched. I I didn't see it. I was um, travelling back up from seeing family down south, so well, I, I didn't actually see it live either. I had to watch the highlights, but I was following it on Twitter to some extent because it was Mother's Day, so I was also going to see my mum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, same as last year, wasn't it? My Mother's Day. It was a no fun game. I know. It's, sorry if your mum's sorry glass of the game right. or something. Like that, but, but yeah, I mean, the, to my understanding, and certainly what I've seen in the highlights was um, since Lennon's come into the to, to retake um, control of Celtic, it's it's not been great. Uh, but certainly the first half of this game was a lot better. Celtic were the ones seem to be creating all the chances. Um, the 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 goal itself actually came from a Rangers free kick, um, which they didn't really do much with. And then it was a very quick break up the park. Uh, wonderful pass from uh, James Forrest, sent Edward through. Uh, and as um, he looked like the £9 million striker that he was. Uh, terrific bit of footwork and good finish. And that set us on the way. Um, and then, obviously, <laughs> Alfredo Morelos. Um what can we say about that hasn't been said already? Um, it's just even Gerard said that he's out of order. I know that he's come out and said, right? No. Will he play again for the end of the season? Um, I would think so, but it won't be for a while because he's going to be suspended for four games after this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I I find it interesting that in the last game between Celtic Rangers, he was. He's the one that was running around <laughs> kicking boys um, and just it was, it was three different incidents and we were told John beating Sonomar and decided none of them needed dealt with um, for him to then get completely over the top and elbow Scott Brown because Scott Brown dared to niggle his ankle mm-hmm. just goes to show the kind of mentality that Alfredo Morelos has he can dish it out and can't take it yeah which is not the kind of mentality any value of striker has. I, he's a, I, I give him credit. He has been banging in the goals this season um, against everybody except Celtic. Uh, but on, a, on his day, he's a really good striker. But 
you get that along with the craziest mentality in the big games. So, who's going to take a punt on him? I think there will be interest, but they won't um, be getting the same money that Celtic got for Dembele. Um, because, I mean, Rangers fans think he's going to go for £20 million. Well, Dembele went for 19.5 or 20 whatever um, you decide to, to believe. But Dembele did it in the big games, in the big yep. off-arm games against Rangers. He did it in Champions League. He kept his yep. cool. He kept his temper. There was no issues with him. Morelos is just a little He's never done it against Celtic. And yeah, he scored twice at Pitoja, but in other games against Aberdeen, he's got himself sent off three times, um, one of which is rescinded, of course. He was quite lucky to stay in the part in the first Scottish Cup tie after being booked for diving in a couple of instances. And he was mm-hmm. very lucky not to be sent off for um, the seven or eight other dives he had in the game other than the one he'd be booked for. <laughs> you know, he just doesn't. And he said to Rangers TV that he's not going to change. He needs to change something if he's um, going to get a bigger move than what he'll probably end up getting. I think he's 10 million, maybe 11 or 12 max. Certainly no more than that. Um, I don't think it's even as much as that. I think to, to be to be double figures, he needs to be scoring in the big games. And he needs, cause so, which, as you said, he hasn't done. He needs to be keeping that mentality. There's no use spending lots of money on a guy you can't play. Yeah. So I, I, if somebody wants to take a punt on him, they're going to have to be somebody like... I don't, it's going to need to be somebody like Sir Alex Ferguson, who Eric Cantona is a perfect example. Eric Cantona was a real hothead. And Fergie, for the vast majority of the time he had Cantona, was able to nurture him and focus that energy. And Cantona was a terrific player. Now, I'm not saying Morelos is ever going to be as good as Cantona, but if he can find a manager that can get him that kind of... give him the proper mentality to, to focus it and channel it in a productive way, then, yeah, Morelos could be a far better player and worth a lot more. I'll tell you what, it's not Stephen Gerrard, because Gerrard is at the end of his tether with him already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's blatantly clear. A player that um, he'd obviously like to keep is, is Ryan Kent. Um, very well taken goal. Um, although not yeah. defended by Boyata, but Kent still had to finish it, and he was probably Rangers' best player. Um, he was involved in a couple of chances that Rangers had for Ryan Jack, and then later on for... Who was it missed at the end? But the Chris Fry made a great tackle from. Uh, oh, I can't remember. <laughs> was oh, it Kadias or was it? Um, I uh, don't know. No, I don't think it was. Oh, it was Warrell. It was Warrell. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, um, Ken. I, I thought uh, <laughs> having just slated Morelos for his mentality. Um, I think for the most part, Ken has been. Terrific player for Rangers, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, in the last two Celtic Rangers games, he's been probably Rangers' best player. Um, he had scored the goal um, yesterday, well, sorry, Sunday, depending on when you listen to um, And like you say, he created a few other chances. He, he seems to do really well in that midfield. But now, I don't know if it's him or if it's some problem with the mentality in general in the Rangers squad, but he was one of three people that had to go at Scott Brown yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, he was he's the one to get away with it. Yeah, because he did it after the the second goal for Forest. Um, he did it as everybody as the referee was coming back and having checking that the celebrations were all right. Um, there's a good camera angle that says maybe he should have seen what happened. Uh, because he's in the background looking towards it, but um, he obviously doesn't because he does nothing about Kent 
swinging a punch at Scott Brown. Um, of the three incidents, that's probably the worst. Because in the first one, it's a case of Scott Brown niggles Morelos' heel and then Morelos swings the elbow back. So, correct decision, red card, see you later. Um, in this case, it's just a case that he swings a fist at him. And it's a fist, you can see this in the pictures. It's yeah. not as if he slaps him in it, it's an actual fist. Yeah. Um, so, how he survived that, I don't know. They could, I would be very surprised if a compliance officer doesn't pull him up on Tuesday. If the, compli- if the compliance officer doesn't do anything with this one, then you've got to ask more questions about the referee integrity. Um, and then obviously the whole Brother Madden stuff will come out again if they say, well, I saw it, but I didn't deem anything worthy. Um, which would which also has happened with John Beaton and Morelos with the four instances last <laughs> Celtic Rangers game. So um, I'll be surprised if he's not um, issued by a little letter saying, um, please accept this two-match ban. Yeah. Um, and so, Yeah, the, the third one was Andy Halliday, who, who got... <sighs> And again, I think this was the right decision. He only got a booking for the, the, the squaring up to Scott Brown at the end of the game. Now, at the end, the game finishes, Scott Brown's celebrating by Oostig, I think it is. Um, but they happen to be near the Rangers fans. So mm-hmm. that's obviously annoyed um, a lot of people. Yeah. But um, th- there's no need to be going over the top like he did and then everybody else got involved. I think Oostig get booked, also get shut, completely ripped. Um, and I think Fotherham as well, the reserve keeper. I think he get booked as well in that kind of melee. I don't know if anybody else is going to get anything with that, but that would suggest the referee seen most of the incidents. I think it's just handbags, that one. So yeah, It's just unfortunate for Halliday that he was already booked. So he obviously got a second yellow card and was sent yeah. off after the game. Um, I don't know if the book he's paid out, but Lustig's book, I know Laurie, that used to be in this podcast, he was moaning because um, he was hoping that the bookies would pay out for Lustig. Because <laughs> he was Three one or something was to get booked in this game, and because he got booked after the full time whistle, I'm not sure they've paid out. Oh, <laughs> it seems a bit harsh. Um, to me, that's part of the game. Yeah. So uh, that was interesting. But I, I, I think I don't think there was anything wrong there. Um, that Madden got the the one thing Madden didn't do right in this game was the Kent punch, and you can make an excuse for him if you haven't seen this video. It looks like he's looking at it. He may have been too far away to see it properly to be able to judge it, but then you're looking for his assistance to help him out. Um, it could have had a bearing in the game, because um, Kent was able to stay in the park. It was only 2-1. The end of the game was Rangers had a few decent chances. You mentioned the one that um, Ayer had to clear off the line. I still don't know how that didn't just end up in the net anyway, because Ayer actually clears it into Worrell, and then it breaks back and rolls past the post. And then Ayer is absolutely delighted with his uh, tackle. <laughs> have you heard the, the SPFL um, video on YouTube, which doesn't have any commentary on it? You should watch that because you can hear him roaring with delight at this tackle. <laughs> after it's gone out, it's brilliant. Um, but it was, Ayer, in the last couple of minutes of this game, was almost a one-man defence, which was good because by this time, Bayer had it off injured and Tierney was injured. And, um, Celtic, I mean, Celtic actually went down to 10 men because they ran out of subs. Because uh, we'd, we'd brought Scott Sinclair on for Johnny Hayes at the start of the second half. Um, Sinclair played really well, actually. I thought he was unlucky not to make it 2-0 like, um, just after the break. I thought Al McGregor, again, had a, had a great game. Um, he probably kept Rangers in the game for a long spell, mm-hmm. um, making a few good saves in this. Uh, I, I will mention the <laughs> penalty claim that Rangers had. Um, I'm laughing because... 
to me, that what the, I heard about this on the radio. It's I, coming I, together, I, isn't it? I didn't see the game, so I heard it on the radio, and the radio were adamant this was a, an obvious penalty. I can't believe it's not been given. So I spent hours trying to find footage of this and couldn't find anything on Twitter, which made me a bit suspicious, because usually something contentious, look at this, it turns up on Twitter really quickly. But this was hours after the game. I didn't see it until the sports scene highlights at night. And then I watched it, and actually, Tavernier's the wrong side. It's, wait, Tavernier's the wrong side of the ball. Scott Sinclair's got it covered. Tavernier seems to grab him, and then they both fall down. So, to me, Scott Sinclair's the man that's been fouled. How is that even a penalty? Yeah, it's... Yeah, to me, it was like coming together. Um, I don't think you can give it either way, to be honest. Um, but there wasn't a great deal of complaints from Rangers players, which tells you a lot as well. Um, probably Celtic just about deserve to win overall. And um, But Rangers need to sort out their discipline. It's not just Morelos. Yeah. I mean, I know the stat with Morelos is he's um, get more sendings off than any team put together in the league, apart from Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my favourite stat, actually, is that because he's been sent off five times this season now, he's been sent off more than every single player put together in the World Cup last season. There was only really? four sendings off in Russia 2018. Really? He said five. Wow. Yep. <laughs> so that was that was the start that amused me. But you're right, I mean, um, Rangers, if they can sort out the disciplinary um, problems that they had uh, in this game, then you look at it and go, they went down to ten men, got himself back into the game, and probably deservedly so, because it, it just kind of fell apart for Celtic in the second half. It weren't quite as fluid. The goal seemed to rock them. The injuries didn't help matters. Um and again, it was only really the fact that Tavernier made a complete mess. I don't. What was he even trying to do? It's like he passed so short. It was as if he passed to something that wasn't there. It looks like it should be a short pass, but there's nobody near it, anywhere near it whatsoever. Um, and then, obviously, uh, it's a very quick ball into um, Edward, and he finds James Forrest, and Forrest finishes. So, um, for, for a man that hadn't scored against Rangers until the league clincher last season um, he's now got a winner so there, there, there was a joke actually I seen online that um, Gerard had said in the press conference before the game about um, how he's never seen a fan win a game James Forrest mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a fan <laughs> <laughs> so, aye, it's, um, I, I think if it had been a draw I think Rangers would have been delighted Um in a weird way because actually Rangers needed to win that game if they have any chance of catching Celtic uh, in the end Celtic have um, dug deep to get a, a winner Just to, it's, it's, it's oddly similar to the Hearts game a few weeks ago where Hart, well, um, Hearts actually started reasonably well then Celtic scored and then Hearts went down to 10 men and Celtic looked like they should have scored more after that and then Hearts got himself back into the game and Celtic struggled and got a 90 second minute winner through Edward Um to, to get the three points uh, but I mean, this is kind of somewhat of this and it started well and then the ten men got an equaliser but Celtic still found a way to get the winner so Celtic's form hasn't been great but they're picking up the wins and they're like I say they're, I mean, uh, they are three games for the title and possibly two yeah, another team that aren't far away from clenching their titles, just getting to the lower leagues, uh, Ross County, although they lost at the weekend, but Dundee United also lost in what was a a weekend where the bottom teams beat, the top teams, I love, beat Ross County 1-0, um, part, um, Queen of the South won against uh, Dundee United, 
um, part of this will go to victory over Mortimer Springs, then back into relegation contention. There's only five points between sixth and tenth. That's going to be some battle the next five games of the season, or six games, sorry. Yeah, the, the, the fact that Alma beat Ross County was a, a massive shock because um, I was expecting Ross County just to, to cruise to this title now, um, having won the, the Challenge Cup last week. Yeah. Um, he was, they were pretty clear of Dun United, and I know Dun United won in midweek to, to close that gap, but um, yeah, losing to Queen of the South, who definitely needed to pick up the win. Yeah, they'd uh, lost seven in a row. Yeah, so that, I mean, that itself was a shock. <laughs> It's, it's just it's weird that the, the, the top two managed to both lose and then the teams that were trying to stave off relegation. Because, I mean, if Queen Elizabeth hadn't won that, they would now be sitting just a point ahead of Alwa in the, the the playoff spot. So, yeah. so like you say, it is very tight down there. Yeah. Right? It's, it's literally 29, 31, 32, 33, 34. That's yeah. the bottom half. They've went from the cusp of the playoffs having beaten Ross County and Inverness in the month of January to um, the cusp of the other playoffs. So, yeah, my mate um, Paul was very um, relieved at that result and I was surprised that they won. Um, but, John, your mate um, Martin, yeah. His predictions possibly come right, do you think? Maybe. Plenty of football we've played, I don't know. <laughs> I'd zoned out a wee bit there with the old form chart, to be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I noticed that Inverness and Ross County, that game was also supposed to be in BBC Scot- um, Scotland Channel last week and it was postponed, but it's on the BBC Scotland Channel tomorrow night. So it's good that they've kept that good. on. That's good. Yeah. Um, and Air won for the first time, because we were talking in the, the podcast last week and the group chat, Air were in trouble of falling out of the playoffs, but they managed to get that win over Dunfermline, six-point cushion, um, two games in hand over them. I know you've got to play them and win them. And they've got a plus 17 goal difference over Dunfermline. Here's this plus 15 Dunfermline, minus two. Yeah, I watched a wee bit of that arch on Friday. I thought Dunfermline were unlucky not to get a point. Yeah. Yeah, I think my feeling is Ross County will probably still win that week. Um <laughs> But you never know. It's, they, again, it's a case of they, ha- they have the games in hand over Dun United, but they need to go and win them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it should be Ross County win that. And Dunfermline losing the last couple of games hasn't really helped their cause. Um, so Inverness are one of the form teams in that league at the moment. So I would be surprised if they don't make the playoff now. And then you're looking at whether. But if, if they have now turned around their, their form, then you would imagine it would be um, the, the three that are there already in the playoff. Yeah. So we talked about the um, relegation battle um, being tough in the championship. Well, it's just got a lot, whole lot more interesting um, in League One. As John, you picked out the game of the week, possibly Stenhousemuir going to Dumbarton and Stenhousemuir won, which means it's just three points between seventh and tenth. Aye, and then at the other end, our both continue to stumble over the line with the league. So <laughs> lost again. Or they could have won the league this weekend, couldn't they? If they'd won and Wraith Rovers had lost then there was a chance that that was going to clinch Arbroath the title, but actually it happened the other way round. Arbroath lost and Wraith Rovers won. Because at one point Arbroath were drawing, I think, and Wraith Rovers were losing, because Wraith came from behind. Mm-hmm. And East Fife, as a result of that, they, um, they're in trouble of losing that fourth spot, because Montrose are only three behind them with a game in hand. Montrose are, sorry, Airdrie are four points behind them with a game in hand. So if Montrose, yeah. uh, I don't know if they're playing each other in it, but if they're not playing each other and they win that game, then that makes that interesting. So, a lot to play for in League One. 
yeah, the Airdrie picked up an important one as well in terms of pulling away from the relegation battle. Yeah, I think they're safe from relegation now, not mathematically, but I think they're just about there. Um, but um, they going down? Up. I still think Steve's made. They've got that minus 24 goal difference, which I don't think helps them, but they're sticking in there. Um, it's going to be difficult. Well, their form is done. Our form is pretty similar, so uh, it's, it's hard to tell. But uh, there's still a lot to play for there, anyway. Yeah. And then to League Two, um, we've mentioned Albion Hovers a lot because they beat Cowdenbeath last week in their game in hand to come off the bottom. Um, yep. And we're featured in Sky Sports News um, on Soccer Saturday at the weekend um, before the game with Clyde. They lost, um, but so did Berwick because they were playing the other promotion chasers in Bissetti. Um But Peterhead also won against yeah. a bottom three side. <laughs> so it's as you were. And Aaron's definitely in the playoffs. Well, near enough. They're 12 points Almost ahead with three. five to play. Almost yeah. confirmed, yeah. Yeah, with five to play. Yeah, didn't get my But the, the form's a bit more stuttery than it was. It's, uh, I think it's Clyde that the form team in this match, one Because they're only a point behind Edinburgh City. Now, let's see, Peter Head has still got the advantage. Um, but, Still five games to go. There's, there's still a chance to get be caught. So, yeah, worth keeping an eye on. I think, like you say, the, the, the bottom end of this table is probably an interesting part as to whether, now that Albion Rovers have finally caught themselves off the bottom, it's whether they can stay off it. Mm-hmm. Or whether Berwick can turn things around. Yeah. yeah it's going to be interesting. Um, but that's us covered all the leagues. Oh, we haven't gone into... Although, well, did East, East Cobride win their league, didn't they? Um, in the Lowlands, and it's still... It's still cool yeah. top of the Highlands. I've not looked at the results, I'll be honest. Ah, he, he, he's, uh, was it this weekend that East Cobride were tweeting about it? Like they don't know, because I hadn't realised it was... You'd mentioned it, I think, on the WhatsApp group. Aye, oh, that was what I was like, okay. <laughs> and you'd said somewhere. Um, but aye, it was, uh, East, congratulations, East Cobride, they will be in the, the playoff. Um, I don't know when that is yet. Because it's still what there's still games to play in the Lowland League, and I think the Highland League is it six points between Cove and Brother at the moment. Again, I'm not sure it's how many games there are. Brother there a week. Three games left, maybe. See, just going back to League Two role briefly. Uh, Clyde's next two games against Peterhead and Edinburgh City, which makes things interesting. They were win those two, and Clyde are bearing mind making up, trying to make up four points that they lost them um, for, or five points out for um, feeling an ineligible player. Um, so because they should be two points behind um, Peterhead, yep. but instead they're they're six. So yeah, they've got a lot of work to do. Um, aye. With the Junior Cup semi-finals as well on Saturday, first leg. Never managed to make it to the game because I was out on Saturday. But um, Tablet won four one at Lockie, and the other tie finished two all. Friend of the podcast, also Sean McElroy scored for Talbot oh, coming off the bench. So Talbot should be in the final. Um, it would take a, a bit of a miracle if they weren't to be there. Uh, the other tie rolls finally poised between Largs and Hilford, so it could end up being a repeat of last year's final. Mm-hmm. When Talbot stole it at the end. Yeah, they're in a good chance. I'd imagine that'll be played at rugby part of the final again. Well, I don't know yet. Supposedly it's been announced now that the the date of it is the 2nd of June. 
It's one of the Talbot players, isn't it, too happy? Because he's planned this stuff. Back to think about the previous weekend. So, uh, it's rugby part not getting work done to it at the end of the season. Oh, hi, because they're supposed to be laying a new pitch, a new plastic pitch. Uh, so there's not even a venue announced yet, just the date's been announced for the game. That's really late. 2nd of June. 2nd of June, so. 2nd of June, aye. When's the Champions League? It's usually the day after the Champions League. The Champions, Champions League the weekend before. It's the 1st of June, yeah. Um, because oh, that's what it is. It's an international weekend the following weekend. So basically what you're saying is the Champions League final is a warm-up for us. Oh, aye. It's always aye. the case. Ma- main event, Junior Cup final. Oh, aye. Absolutely. Last game of the season. Mm-hmm. Mind you, the way uh, the league's going for Talbot, Talbot could still be playing early games in bloody July. <laughs> you try and finish this season before the next one starts. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One, one season it did finish, and um, it's the end of an era. Still game finished on Thursday night. Um, it wasn't rubbish the way it finished. Yeah. So, I'm not for it for him. I hadn't seen it, but uh, I was undecided in the end. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I thought the win the week before was the best one they'd done for a while. Uh, Winston getting married in the People's Palace, I thought it was really cleverly done. Aye. But this last one wasn't wasn't particularly great. I mean, it was a weird storyline with Isa and the um, the chat, you know, the the charity donations. I thought that was a bit weird, but the way they ended it was quite nice. But it's been, yeah, it was certainly iconic for certainly the six years they had before, and then they obviously had that fallout, and they came back and. Bits of it was okay, but you could tell they just ran out of ideas and the pension fund. Aye, <laughs> right, so they've got the the live shows at the Hydro again for what I remember, yeah. and then that's them done. Yeah, until until right. they actually are the age of Jack and Victor, and then they'll probably come back and do one off or something. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> or or what they could do is do a a a young still game when they were young, a prequel. Oh, like the, I mean, they tried that with Only Fools and Horses just shortly before um, John Sullivan died. Um, he died midway through, you know, the three out of five they were supposed to be doing, but they had, obviously couldn't do the other two. It wasn't, I think it was Rock and Chips they called that. Aye, aye. I was at Jay Buckley for me, in between us, wasn't it? Yeah. So there, there was the, the one episode where they were talking, was it the Hug Money party from like the 70s? Yeah, that was a good one. All the younger selves. Aye, but Jack threw up in uh, Victor's wife. <laughs> uh, and if he turned up with uh, Paroka. <laughs> <laughs> Paroka. The big thing about Still Games last episode is we got to see Mina. Yeah. Aye, aye. Ah, I've seen um, the guy who plays Naveed. He, he tweeted about it and said, I've been sitting on this 40 for years. 17 years. <laughs> Looking for a poster, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah. Aye, still game. <laughs> Anything else you want to cover? Just, uh, just a quick note, because I mentioned some of the midweek fixtures. Um, obviously, Celtic are at some and then Old Office, but there's also this midweek, the Rangers Hearts that I mentioned before. Um, Hibs Kilmarnock, that's a game that could clinch Hibs in the top six berth. Um, Aberdeen Mullerwell, Mullerwell obviously still hope, holding out a bit of hope to try and catch Hibs. Uh, so they'll be hoping Kilmarnock can do them a favour while they go to Pataudry. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the the obviously Hamilton game which you mentioned earlier as well, uh, and then St Johnson Dundee. So, um, 
you think they need to try and win that? Oh, and there's Edinburgh Derby coming up this Saturday. We shouldn't forget that. Um, Indeed, yes, that's that's the big game of Saturday lunchtime. So uh, hopefully there'll be that. a better game than the two that we've had so far this season. There's only been one goal at the the two matches, which weren't very good. Um, Aberdeen got to Dundee is going to be difficult, given Dundee are fighting for lives and they know that Hamilton and St Mirren are playing each other. Um, and Kilmarnock home to St Johnson. Um, and we've also covered two, the two old firm sides are playing. Mm-hmm. And maybe this time next week we'll have the fixtures, although I wouldn't hold my breath. No, not a chance. There's no way. Even if they get, even if it's all decided by Wednesday night, there is no chance we're going to see fixtures before uh, like about a week into the, the fixtures because what they'll have to get the computer to decide what the fixtures will be, and then they'll have to talk to the police to make sure that they're happy, and, and the TV will to pick all their games, and then. Uh, you'll have to throw a six before we're allowed to even see them. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 yeah, and then fans will get annoyed. You'll have just enough time to plan your actual visit to the ground that you need to go to the first weekend. Yeah. And it'll cost you a fortune on trains because yeah. there's, there's no account taken for the fans. Yeah. No, the fans into the account even. Yeah. And the SPFL, in the midst of all the fans going absolutely nuts, will do what they did last year and post some stupid gif of someone celebrating scoring a goal and put out when you know the fixtures are on their way. Very patronising and very SPFL twats. Yeah. Is the SPFL Twitter account still working? Because they were very quiet yesterday when the Celtic Rangers game was on. Well, bear in mind it took them two days um, to respond to the the Hibs fan coming on with James um, to James Tavernier um, at that Hibs Rangers game, by which time the EFL had already decided, um, and Birmingham etc. all decided to have a go at um, condemn, condemning the fan that ran on the park in that game, and the guy had got charged by the time the Neil Doncaster had came up <laughs> to speak after that. Um, it, you get 14 weeks or something for that? Hi, 14 weeks. See, yeah. if you punch, you punch somebody in the middle of a party, you get 14 weeks. I wonder what the SFA compliance officer will give Kent. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they can do anything. Is that a Superman punch? Yeah. Although the, fun, the funny thing is, um, there was there was news that Birmingham had been dotting points, and some of us, some of you guys were saying that, uh, oh, it's terrible, this strict liability, giving them nine points for that. But actually, it turned out that it was because of. Um, <laughs> You know, financial fair play caused by Mr. Harry Redknapp. Now, it wouldn't be like Harry Redknapp, a Harry Redknapp team, to have financial difficulty because of his spending. Not at all, not at all. It's all happened to every club bar Tottenham. Let's just speak to his dog. His dog, his dog's his financial expert, from what I remember. <laughs> we should give credit to Inverness and Ross County coming up with a joint statement about what happened at uh, the Charles Cup final. Because they released a statement together saying it's no oh, on yeah. and they work together in terms of finding who it was, so credit to them for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, good oh, that's how it should be. There's a, there's a nice rivalry up there, but it's a nice rivalry. <laughs> yeah, I think though someone tried to call it the friendly rivalry and some of the Inverness and Ross County fans were like, no. Nah, it's, I would, I would it's say a friendly. Rivalry. I think friendly rivalry is a bit pushing it. <laughs> is there such a thing as friendly rivalry? <laughs> It depends. Maybe you could say there is. Yeah. I'm just trying to see if I can see what's happened in the, the Reserve Cup final, which has been played at Tynecastle tonight. Who's playing in it? Uh, Hearts and Motherwell. 
Why? I, I, I was laughing earlier because it's the second time that uh, Hearts have been given a, an, an unusually um, beneficial neutral venue for a cup game. Um, but apparently, uh, Mullerville won the toss for it. Well, allocated to the home side, but they couldn't host it at Fourth Park, so it got moved to Tynecastle. Because <laughs> apparently that's what they do. That's come for Laurie, by the way, because I was using his tweet as a comment. He was commenting, <laughs> commentating at the game. So. Um, I, I'm just looking to see if I can see what happened, but I don't yeah. see anything about it. I did see a stat, um, Rowan, on sports scene um, during the Motherwell and St Johnson game. That, uh, two of their goal scorers, Elliot Freer and I think, was it was it Tate? I can't remember which one of the goal scorers, but both of them, um, it was their first goal since. Motherwell beat Edinburgh City in a League Cup tie back in July. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, nice we start to end and we've done under an hour again. Uh, the, the answer to my question is Hearts won it 2-0. So, congratulations to Hearts on winning the Reserve Cup. Yeah, yeah let's just hope they're not winning the Scottish Cup. I'd agree to that. <laughs> yeah. They've, they've, they've had a cup the last um, 19 years. So have Celtic, so have um, Inverness. It's their turn. Uh, we've, not, we've not won it three times in a row. We've not won it since 1990. Good to get it on you. Sorry, 29 years since 19. <sighs> anyway, if there's nothing else, cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.